Gather round. This is the Ticket Water Cooler. This is what the greatest thing about sports is. You play to win the game. Coming at you live in the heart of Lincoln, America. I say, hold up. Wait a minute. Something ain't right. On air and online at theticketfm.com. Here are your hosts, Jake Bakovin and Enrique Alvarez Clearing. Thanks for joining us for your lunch hour listening pleasure here on the Ticket Water Cooler on 93.7 The Ticket. Brian Munson, our Husker Online and on three, will join us here in about oh, 12, 15 minutes so we can get caught up on the latest in Nebraska recruiting. Uh, and this week it's not so much, uh, you know, who's the latest commitment. It's kind of uh, what happened with Dylan Riola? What who's, happened with uh, Teddy Rezac? Who's you know? the latest non-commitment? Yeah, right. Yeah, what's what's going on? Why isn't Nebraska getting it done? Well, what so, is happening? <laughs> we can go through that. Uh, by the way, the player to be named later in the Syracuse trade for Tony White uh, so appears to be Jaleel Martin. Uh, so the trade is is complete. There Nebraska is. gets Tony White. Syracuse gets Travis Fisher, Jaden Gould, and Jaleel Martin. Uh, who wins the trade? Nebraska. <laughs> yeah, Nebraska got the defensive coordinator. Nebraska got the defensive coordinator. Yeah. You got uh, Syracuse got uh, two players who uh, have yet to be proven on a football field yet. Yeah, two Granted, projects. they could they could be really good. That's right. So in the long run, Syracuse could win the trade. But as of right now, <laughs> Nebraska has won the trade. Hopefully that's the end of compensation. Actually, I don't really care. I mean, if somebody else wants to transfer to Syracuse, that's fine too, I guess. I guess. You go ahead. Go as long as they're already in the portal. Go to Syracuse, New York, I guess. Yeah. Because it's a great, great town, I've heard. <laughs> it's fantastic. You are a Syracuse fan for basketball. Basketball, basketball yes. not football. No. Not the Carrier Dome? No. Well, it used the the formerly known as the Carrier Dome. Yeah. It's not the Carrier Dome anymore. What is it now? I don't know what it's called, but it's yeah, not the Carrier well, Dome, Well, then I don't like it either, yeah. Um, I, I don't know what it's called, but uh, no, I was I'm a big fan of that. <laughs> that, that dome that they play in now. And Syracuse also is is maybe not is not among the magnificent seven, so they might be left over in the. Yep, ACC. they're just gonna kind of do what they might. Okay, so the magnificent seven thing with the ACC, where are they going? Are they or going? What together? are they? Or what are they doing? They're not going to the S. Those those seven aren't going to the SEC. Those seven aren't going to the Big Ten. Those seven. Are, Join the Big Twelve? Like I don't. Are they kicking all the other ones out. Yeah, to make like a I don't. Conference? Is it just a seven-team ACC? <laughs> like what's what's the plan with the quote-unquote magnificent seven? And also, what makes them so magnificent? Yeah, why did they come up with that name? What sport are we magnif- magnificent in? Well, it's Clemson, Florida State, Miami, North Carolina, North Carolina State, Virginia, and Virginia Tech. Yeah, you know it ain't football. That's... You know it ain't basketball. Yeah. A so... possibility of baseball. It's a lot of traditional ACC teams. There's a lot, you know, some of them still coming over from different conferences in the, in the last couple decades. Uh, I don't really know what what necessarily aligns them. It is kind of interesting though because they they the ACC did have uh, meetings, and usually when you have realignment rumor, realignment drama, you put out a statement that says, you know, we're a unified league, we're all working together. Yeah. No statement coming out of those meetings. Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Not a single word. So it's kind of interesting. They're just like hush hush. They're at least even like, hey, let's at least be honest. There are in in there's. I mean, it's it's all rumors right now, so it's kind of hard to read. Um, but there are uh, sources that will say that 
every school is looking out for themselves and, and, and looking at where they can go and if they can end those land grant deals. And then there are other sources that say that, you know, they're sticking together. And like you're kind of saying, like, what is the next step? But yeah. the SEC takes a few of them. They're going to take all seven of them. No. Um, and so it just it just the SEC doesn't want Virginia Tech or Virginia. And it also all this all this Loren alignment thing is confusing because when you com- like pair it with college football playoff expanding, like the expansion in the playoff that they set up has really nothing to do or it's basically with the traditional model, five league champions, whatever, six league champions. Well, if the Big Ten and the SEC are going to be clearly the much better conferences, three from each conference, and have huge conferences, <laughs> that's what it's going to end up being. But yeah. we just we're not stating it, so it's just kind of odd. College football is just going to have to go through this phase of just we don't know what the end game is. Nobody does. No, it's just whatever money makes sense for each individual school and and how that adds to each conference. But it's clearly an, an arms race between the Big Ten and the SEC, and everybody else just kind of has to figure it out. And that is what the ACC is at least saying that out of those meetings is, you know, we've, we're, we're trying to find ways to, to make money and, and, and try to catch up. But there's no talk of, like, being the SEC or the Big Ten. It's like to be that third mm-hmm. conference they're just uh, like, that's we are clearly going, not going to compete with. Yeah, the they're Big just Ten saying we're going to be the ACC, but we're going to kick some people out or whatever and it's not like it's not like you know you're going to take that magnificent seven and then add seven more teams that will be to the same level or better than the others that you're kicking out because i mean you're, you're going to want to have a 14 team conference i'm guessing to compete with the big Tw- big 10 and the sec the big 12 is kind of just accepted its fate and and is looking to add some more teams. It's done um, really well from where, yeah, where it started. They after losing Texas and, and Oklahoma, they've actually uh, done a really good job getting it. I think they have a TV deal and then just looking for some more teams to add to to keep themselves more relevant. And I think the Big Twelve is doing a pretty good job. You know, they added the four from the Amer or the three from the American and the one independent in BYU. Um, they are independent, right? They're not in the Mountain West anymore. BYU was. Was yeah. independent, yeah. yeah. The okay. Um, yeah, so they're adding those four teams, which, you know, you look at them right now and you're thinking, oh, you're adding, you know, three group of five teams and an independent team. Like, that's not really uh, that special. But if you look at the three group of five teams, they're the higher level of the group of fives. So um, with this move, maybe that can help them to boost their recruiting profile and get them into uh, more talks as, as being legitimate power five contenders. But... The ACC and the Pac-12 are just kind of right now outside of their their powers that they have in in the Clemson, the Florida State, Miami, probably, um, and then USC, Oregon, Utah, more than likely in the in the Pac-12. Outside of those six teams, those conferences don't have much of a leg to stand on if we're just talking football, which is what most of, if not all, of this realignment is really focused around. Yeah. So you look at those two other conferences because we're just going to leave the Big 12 out because they're they're actually kind of accepting what, what's going on around them and, and trying to do their own thing. The ACC and the Pac-12 are kind of scrambling to get things going in the right direction for themselves. And it's I don't know, again, like you said, what the end game is going to be with this playoff system and with these conferences – but right now, the Pac-12 looks to be falling apart into into nothingness. Hopefully, it can find a couple legs to stand on and, and keep itself relevant, so that we still have five power conferences. Um, and then the ACC is just you know infighting now. Well, I wonder too with the college football playoff, if, if like kind of how the revenue thing is going to break down, because you know traditionally, if you have a, a team make it a you know a bowl game, you get the split 
Mm. You know, the whole conference gets the, the and you get part of that split or whatever. <laughs> weird. Which is weird to begin with. They're like, congratulations on your success. <laughs> Give us some money. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Give us some of the money you just got. But I don't know, like, is that going to be, is, is, you know, is the same thing going to happen with the college football playoff with 12 teams, the Big Ten and the SEC get seven teams? And, and, and should they? I mean, at a certain point, I mean, there's there's some, you know, schools out there. We saw TCU even make the run last year, beat the Big Ten champion. Um, and so, you know, that, that'll... That'll make it kind of fun, I suppose, is to try to to try to beat those the SEC and the Big Ten as as the bad guys. But um, it's it's just uh, it's different than college football it has been. It's different than it will be, and it's it's just ever evolving. And it, it's it, it's difficult. I know for some people on the text line, um, you know, just hate where it's at. And mm-hmm. it in but to me, it always you know it, it, it's always a lot of off season talk and a lot of confusion and money certainly changes hands, but. As soon as they get on the football field and you see Ohio State and Michigan, like I don't care how much NIL or transfer portal or conference are in yeah. I want to watch Ohio State Michigan. <laughs> I don't care that USC and UCLA are coming are joining the Big Ten now. Like I just <laughs> right. want to see football. I just like, am excited even, to see those homies. even when they join, like they're gonna you know, you're gonna have USC playing Rutgers on a Thursday night or something yeah. weird like that, and it's gonna be like, I don't care about the travel. It didn't affect me. Right. I'm sure USC cares a whole hell of a lot about the travel and you know, the fans and the players and the coaches are, are worried about that. But to me, just a just just an observer of the game. I, I don't care about that. I just want to watch some football, which I, I know that's kind of uh, selfish of myself, but that's just kind of how it's going to boil down to once these football games start. And, you know, like I said, the, the conference realignment, not to disrespect any of the other sports, but really all of this is focused around football and the money that it can make from the money that these conferences and these schools can make um from this realignment, from adding these teams, from the Big Ten, you know, dipping into the L.A. market, from the SEC going into Oklahoma and Texas, uh, not only with the recruiting, but now with uh, more teams because, you know, College Station, I believe College Station is actually pretty close to Louisiana. So you're you're kind of dipping into the Texas market there. But you go to Austin, like there, there you go. Yeah. You're right. You're in the heart of Texas getting that Texas market. You're going to Norman, Oklahoma. You're getting all of that also, um, you know. Even in Stillwater, they're still watching those those the Sooner games. So um, the SEC and the Big Ten dipping into the bigger TV markets and getting all that money, that's really what it all comes down to is money, 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 and, and, and trying to get as much money as possible from these football teams and, and from these TV markets that they're finally getting into. And unfortunately, that's going to leave some teams out, like like some of those smaller schools, like a, you know, a TCU, a Fort, like Fort Worth. I don't, I don't think the the Big Ten or the SEC are really looking at TCU and Fort Worth and thinking, you know, there's a lot of eyeballs in that city Texas that really school. want to watch TCU. Like they, yeah. they, they're, they're not really cared about that. The big fish still left out there. There's a couple in Oregon and Washington up in the Northwest, the Pacific Northwest, and then Notre Dame, where Thomas and Lincoln asked, "Will Notre Dame stay independent?" If you look at what they're asking NBC for in their latest TV deal, I don't know who else is going to be able to offer up that amount, that amount of money. Well, and then it, it, again, that would change if Notre Dame joins. That changes the the dynamic of kind of revenue sharing because they're not going to jump into the Big Ten and say we're going to equally get what Indiana and Rutgers get because they why would they? I mean, mm-hmm. they they can make demand a lot more money from NBC or whatever t- television contract. They can make more as an independent. It's the same thing in the SEC. They're not going to want what Kentucky and Vanderbilt gets. They're not, they won't get be equal there. Mm-hmm. They've they've put themselves in a position where it probably makes sense to be independent. Um, but again, then you you talk about the on the field part of it, you know, then you you're not an automatic conference champion, which is going to get into the playoffs, you know. So you're going to have to get an at large bid. Um, you know, who are you going to play if all these teams? I mean, if you have these super conferences, 
if that Magnificent Seven wants to go somewhere or whatever, if the if the Big tw- Ten or SEC get to 20 games, why play any non-con games? Like, exactly. It doesn't even make any sense. I'm not putting Notre Dame on my schedule. Yeah, and, pl- and especially Notre Dame. So it's it's a very strange world uh, that we will navigate together, I suppose, on the Ticket Water Cooler 993.7, the ticket in the next several years uh, as, uh, as it all plays out. But again, once college football season starts, the off-season talk uh, dies down and we kind of play with what we know that is, you know, that mm-hmm. year. It's not going to change throughout the year. So uh, very interesting stuff. All right, let's take a quick break here on the Ticket Water Cooler, dive into some more interesting stuff uh, as uh, we'll be joined by Brian Munson of Husker Online and on three. Break down some of the latest news once again uh, about Dylan Riola, Teddy Rezac committing to Notre Dame. Could Nebraska possibly jump back in on Daniel Kalen? Um, we'll jump on some of those topics and more on Husker recruiting coming up next year on 93.7 The Ticket. Ticket. 